Hey guys, it's Dina and Lydia, and you're listening to Retweet. So today, we come to you with a special Pride Month episode. It's Pride Month. We started out with the cis heady. And we realize how that might seem like we're whack, but we're here to pay our dues. But it didn't feel authentic to retweet to just have like a generic pride episode. So today specifically, we have a special guest and we're gonna talk about specifically whiteness in queer spaces and the ways in which perhaps opportunity clout and, you know, being labeled as an icon, how much easier it is for a white person perhaps and versus like a black person yes 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 we have a very special guest we actually went to elementary and high school together so we've known each other for a very long time um hi amal hi (laughs) hello amal amal is an artist a person of the internet yes it's all good it's all good people don't need to know how I secure the bag or like where I work, but numbers, numbers are good. I'm an aspiring filmmaker. That's really where I am wanting to go. But you gotta fund the Sony A7 Mark III with something. So that's that's really the map right now. I am dead. I thought you were just saying finance, bro, because it's already funny. But I didn't realize you were actually in finance. I have a crypto portfolio. <laughs> Don't say crypto, Bitcoin, or NFT near me. (laughs) I am way too hot to understand what that means. I'm sorry. I've read it, NFTs, to understand what it is so many times. Probably maybe once every day. And I still don't know. I think about it daily. The reason why we have this idea for the podcast is because especially right now that I like live in Toronto, I find that especially a lot of white women who are identify as queer, um, I've seen kind of like take up a lot of space despite being like white, thin, able-bodied, and um, and as much as like that doesn't diminish like their ability to like work hard and like get opportunities because like being a woman and being queer is always going to disable you like you know, as far as, like, your intersectional identity, those are things that are going to oppress you. But because, like, at the outskirts, like, they could still be, like, these conventionally white women, a lot of times I find that they'll, like, still be able to get away with a lot of things that, like, other queer black, like, other queer women wouldn't be able to get away with because they're POCs. And so I was actually supposed to be a part of a series that was made by white women white queer women and I was actually gonna be part of the crew and they had reinforced this idea like okay like we had meetings um and we had like dates planned and then all of a sudden today I find out that that project was filmed without me and I was so disappointed and I called my friend and I was like I don't know what to do like I'm really disappointed by this like they told me they were gonna I was like gonna be a part of this production they didn't communicate to me that like I wasn't going to be a part of this production. And I was like, should I confront them? Like, I don't even know what I want to return. And she was like, but honestly, like, everybody, like, really likes these people. Like, these are people that are in film. Like, if you don't want to be on their back, like, 
and the speech I'm trying, we're trying to get at because film is so networky. And I was like, it's just so insane how like spaces that are like made for queer people specifically, all queer people oftentimes are still like gatekeeped by like white queers and that still leaves out so many other types of people. One, Lydia, I'm really fucking sorry that happened to you. I'm really like angry. There's like a grief to it. Um, it's unacceptable. It's it's shysty. That's what it is. It's mad shysty. It's just like unbelievable. Like, why would you do that? Well, it's <laughs> like as a person. Like, I'm sorry. You feel good about that? Like, you're gonna go to sleep tonight and be like, yeah, I'm a good person and I can just sleep. Like, bitch. You're gonna kiss heaven goodbye, babe. Listen, yesterday I cursed at my mom in my brain and I felt bad for like the whole night. Like. I didn't even say it out loud. I was in my brain. You like, like, how are people just like bad people and like immoral as fuck and just like go to sleep? Like, I think there's, I think there's a real thing of like, a, one, there's like integrity. Then two, there's like a racial empathy gap. And then three, um, whether it's subconscious or conscious, um, whether it's intent or non-intent, it's still harm. And if you're not committed to harm reduction or even being accountable to harm that you cause with that intent, like it's, it, it's not okay. Like it's, it's, it's just not because it's just like, you can't have black queer people around you, black period people around you period for the proximity credits. Because I think a lot of the times in any industry, there's a real thing of white people, particularly white queer people wanting to look like they're um, on the cutting edge of being progressive, but they always seem to like want to use their queerness to exclude the fact that they're white. No, I agree. I think that sometimes white queer people don't acknowledge the fact that they commit just as much harm and work in furthering the agenda of white supremacy and there's just like this idea that just because they're queer, they're going to have these progressive values. Like I said before, your whiteness supersedes that. It always does. Yeah, it always does. And that's the thing is like when you have an identity that's um, not the oppressed one, like your privilege always shows. Yeah, I mean, trigger warning, Jeffree Star. But like, for example, Jeffree Star or even a lot like a lot of white queer famous people and there's a controversy with James Charles too, like saying the N-word or being extremely racist. But at the time, like these people were known as like being like so undeniably uh, progressive and, you know, gender bending. And it seemed like on the internet, everyone was raving about them. And it's like, do you really think, how progressive can they be if they're only one side, if their progress is only for one side? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, white queer people fetishize black people just as much as heterosexual people do like there's the same things that are going on are happening in both the queer and cishet community like there's I've been talking about this with a very close personal friend for a little while actually on how white queer people tend to use their queerness as a credit to them as they cannot be oppressive like they cannot be racist it's the whole I'm non-binary that means I'm not racist but it's just like that's not true it just isn't 
yeah, I mean, it's also kind of like these issues with, for example, I remember when Euphoria like first came out and people were talking about how like diverse the um, casting was and people were like, oh, you know, especially like this trans girl. And although like I do like Hunter Chafer, like I genuinely think she's extremely talented. However, I can't imagine how it would have looked if they had like a POC trans woman opposed to like a blonde and blue eyes. Like, there was criticism around, like, you know, they're gonna, first of all, like, most of the cast is still, like, pretty light, other than, like, McKay. Anyway, so I don't know about the diversity casting, but just, like, I know that, like, there was a criticism around, I think it was, like, a screenshot of, like, Jules's character and, like, other white queer characters, and, like, someone had made a tweet being, like, look how progressive, like, LGBTQ being on, you know, TV, and then someone else had retweeted, like, quote tweeted that, and been, like, do y'all not see, like, a theme like queerness on tv is shown but like a lot of times if it's gonna be packaged like neatly it's gonna be like a blonde with blue eyes yes 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 i've been thinking about this in particular with hunter schaefer because it was like kind of paired with that conversation i had with a friend um because i i was recommending pose to them we were talking about angels in america and stuff set in that era that celebrate queer people and tell their stories but it's just like hunter schaefer is like famous famous right but what about the achievements of mj rodriguez and india moore and dominique jackson and like the majority of that cast is trans black femmes and they do a fantastic job right like acting and billy porter we could even like freaking expand this to non-binary people who are femme and just like femme gay black men too right like you can expand this to lil nas x not getting recognition from bet right, or any of the black media outlets, you know, um, like, it's it's just a con- consistent thing of being like, okay, so we have a whole bunch of black queer people here pushing the boundaries of art and being excellent and being talented, not even being excellent, let's just be like existing in the space, because black excellence is not always, like, we should not always have to be like, we go high, you know, when they go low. But just major point aside, like we have everybody co-ops AAV, everybody co-ops black culture and particularly white queers co-op black queer culture and black culture as a whole. And then we don't get credited on it. And then white queers like Ellen who in positions of power invite little yodely young, I don't know what he was, you know, the yodel kid. Then they get sponsorships and they get deals and they get have a future. And it's just not fair. It's a real injustice because it's just like, no, like you created something as a black queer person, you collaborate on something and people just benefit either from your being in proximity to you for the optics or jack your shit and like go, you know? And like, I think that like, especially in the respect to what happened with Lydia, right? Like white queer women tend to get away with it the most aside from white queer men stay in your lane i don't it's so frustrating it's so devastating no it is lydia did you want to say anything else about your situation yeah nothing specific to my situation okay it's honestly really sad like i'm upset it's just like weird because we it's like the culture we live in is very like dog eat dog world like whatever like that's not how humans should move through the world. That's not like the way that we're supposed to build connections with one another. That's not the way that we're supposed to live in community with one another. It's not to be yeah. like that. 
Like, we're not supposed to be individualistic. At all. And I think it's especially hard, like, trying to be intersectional within a capitalist world because, like, certain people are going to benefit more and then get, like, climb up ladders, right? And so, you know, like when Jada Smith was like, well, I'm not going to just go to my chair. I'm going, or um, not my step. I'm going to go on Drake's step. And then I'm going to go on this. You know when he's, like, doing that thing where we're just talking about steps? It's, like, literally, like, that's what it's like in life but like with fucking like white people like you know that's why like these poc kids are going to ib let's say at western and then they're gonna be buddy buddy with the teacher and then that teacher is going to be buddy buddy in it like that we're all doing the step thing that jameson is doing and unfortunately sometimes that means you have to be a coon or people like are sellouts because they want to get up those ladders and it's just like upsetting to me because i never learned that skill like, I am a really bad at networking, and I'm really bad at, like, even though I know it'll benefit me, I'm just bad at doing it, which, you know, makes me feel good about myself from a human level, but, like, from a practical, like, I live in a capitalist world and must function within it way where, I, like, you know, I want to do good for myself. Um, I wish I had that, like, networking or, like, just being, like, you know, this is, you got to do this to, like, get to the next step. Like, I don't have that in me at all. I think it's, like, I wanted to jump back in terms of just, like, acknowledging and validating how disrespectful their treatment towards you, your time, your energy is. And then I just want to follow up with, like, like, the hangups that we have, like, with our advancement. And then, because this is the thing, like, the nature of capitalism is exploitative, like, towards ourselves, towards others. And I think there's like a great deal of guilt that can happen in necess- in like feeling like you're betraying morals, feeling like you're betraying, you know, like what you like what's in your heart and the type of person that you want to be. And then there's also like this thing of being like, if I don't succeed, um, and if I don't do like, for example, like bring like like just even just treat yourself like I've seen a lot of black femmes like have this hang up of like treating themselves well you know or getting themselves something nice because it's I feel like it's almost like a living survivor's guilt well one thing that I have like an issue with sometimes is because I'm naturally like kind of a petty person unfortunately like I it's not that I want revenge it's more so that I just I'm someone who believes in equity so if let's say like I like something someone did something bad to me, it's not that I'm gonna do something bad back to them like in a spiteful way. It's more so just like then I withdraw so that they can like feel the consequence of their action of doing me wrong. Does that make sense? So sometimes like when I think I'm in a community with someone and then they and then time and time again like they have shown that they haven't, i.e. for example, white women. So if time and time again I'm being disciplined by white women in my life because I thought they were in community with me. Um, I start like almost being resentful and then I start being like, I just can't, it's, I find it so hard to be in, like in community with white women. And therefore I, I like will basically like withdraw from those spaces as a consequence as of their actions. And like, how does that make me intersectional? Like, does that make me a bad feminist? Um, no. To not like white women? <laughs> that well, is like, I just feel like because the whole idea is like you so right there was that whole idea around bad being a bad feminist right um and how like there is no such thing as perfect feminists so there's always gonna be issues in feminism but I feel like one of the things about feminism that people always push is you need 
room for people to grow because all of us started somewhere. And so am I not pushing these people to grow? Like, am I not doing my part as a feminist to educate and like make safe spaces for people? It's it's not your job. No, not at all. It's not your job. You can't be their mammy. Like you, you just can't. Like you, you have to. Like the internet is free. A lot of them are highly educated. Um, I don't want to bring in like the if they wanted to, they would. But the more that I go on, the older that I get. It's just like no, if they wanted to, they would. Especially in the regards of actually being anti-racist. And this is the thing with feminism is that, like, it's it's like time and time again in terms of let's even like bring black men into this or um people who are adjacent to that it's just like there is unfortunately incentive for them to aspire to the power of a white man right and like unfortunately there's such a grief and a disappointment in um trying to be in community with people who should be fighting against oppression as a united front. Um, and then on and on, either choosing not to get involved, right? Or not to see color or not to see gender, um, which just really just benefits them at the end of the day. Uh, because it's just like, you have to be a traitor to patriarchy. You have to be a traitor to whiteness. And as like a black femme, choosing yourself is like one of the biggest feminist actions you can do because like you have like a triple bind especially if you're queer right like there are just a lot of like things that you have to deal with like that are not fair they're just ooh, sorry just an anti-oop feeling because it's just like I have been feeling very very drained by continually wanting to be good friends with people who should be in community with me and people who should be um you know like safe people to engage with in romantic or sexual relationships uh and constantly facing that entitlement to either your body your time proximity to you like credit for being proximity to you and showing that they're a good person because they either have a black femme or they, you know, like, I just, it's disgusting. That's what it is. It's its really disgusting because it's just like, at the end of the day, do these people see you as a human being who has been unfortunately burdened by society because of the body they're in? <sighs> I don't know. It's so, like, it's so depressing. Like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I saw this tweet the other day and it was like, I am done personally developing I like just simply don't want to be a good person anymore. Like I can't, like my brain can't handle it. I just, I can't critically think anymore. Sometimes, although I don't believe it's actually at my core, cause Colleen, I would like stop looking into things, but sometimes I think like how easier my life would be if I was just so ignorant. Mm. Mm. Okay. You know, like, Sometimes I think, yeah. like, if I just, like, never was a socially aware, like, people who are not socially aware, like, live, like, the life. But in a certain sense, they pay for it later because I feel like there's a certain level of, like, I, I don't think ignorance is blessed because you can't really unpack um, 
those emotions that you have right like I don't know like I've had I've had this tussle in my mind for quite a bit and I'm so glad that you bring it up because it's just like is it better not to know these things and not to be aware of these things and I think that it feels like a grass is greener on the other side paradox you know and I think that it is it is better to know these things because then you can name them you can work through it and like it's not working through it to be a better victim. It's working through it to have better boundaries. So like, because things don't have to happen to you for them to be real, you know, like for those red flags to exist. Yeah. It's just like difficult, I think, because I like went into nonprofit specifically because I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. If you guys could see Amal's face right now, it says all that needs to be said, but it's just so difficult when you are like a socially minded person or like literally just want to be like an SJW for your job. Basically you find out really quickly in this, like the type of work that I do that it's not like, it's just, you're literally working for capitalism. It's just in a different way. I just think like I was at a work conference for like the last three days and like some of it was really good, but a lot of it, I was just like, well, this is like not inclusive you know, this thing that you're suggesting we do, like, what about poor people? Like, you know, there was just so many things where it's like, these are the people that are leading like the social good um, industry. And I should feel like I'm making a positive impact in what I'm doing. But I still because I'm always like thinking of things really critically. And I'm like, am I the problem? Like, why do I like, why am I seeing an issue with everything? But it's just, it gets so exhausting. I think there's a real uh, scapegoating slash self gaslight thing that happens because it's just like, it's like, no, you're not the problem because you're seeing things as it is, right? Like, it's like, you're not cynical because you have an accurate view on how oppressive society is. Like, you're not, and this is the thing, it's just like, society is so coercive and so oppressive in so many retrospects to people like us but like it's difficult for people to conceive as the world as you view it because they don't experience it and what they experience in their reality is real to them and like it's just that racial empathy gap there's a good gender one too there's a queer it's just like they just don't get it they just don't get it and it's just like even after like y'all were learning about racism for a couple months the whole month of june 2020 i posted a black square and I said Black Lives Matter, and I have a light fight uh, partner. You know, like, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know what's so funny about the BLM stuff is I know some of those bitches are waiting to take BLM out of their bio, waiting to remove that highlight, but they can't. You literally can't. You will get canceled. So they're, they're pissed. No, I literally was going to say some people had to physically take their little white finger, go to edit my bio on Instagram and erase BLM out of the bio. Like some of them really did. And it's like, why? They, okay, I have a theory. Just hear me out on this. Um, little white kids of any denomination love to rebel against their parents. And the way that they do it is... Um, espouse leftist politics and look like a good person but when it comes down to the down payment and they hit 30 it's no longer cool um you know to be um 
you know, a communist, like they're, and it's not edgy anymore. And they actually have to put in the work, you know, whether it's like just leftism in general, I know we can get into that debate, but like, like they're just going to be like, Hey dad, I'm going to vote PC. Can you give me the down payment for the house? Like that's, that's literally, you know, like they're just like, when can I say the N word? When is my pass? They're all waiting because they just want to look good. They don't want to do the work. And they're more afraid about not looking good than the fact that they missed. You had to stand up. I did. The fact that you. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm so sick of all of the all. Amal, you literally should have your own podcast. I never got. I need to be a video. I need to be a video so they can see you standing up, guys. Amal has been standing up, going to smoke a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> She's been lighting candles. She has, she's been walking around her house like, I can't. I, I have to emotionally regulate because it makes me so mad to see all of these people get like socialist cred for being a good person. And then when it actually comes to somebody dropping the N word in their vicinity and they just forget that a black person is there, they don't do anything about it. They don't do any, they still associate with that person. They still give them opportunities. It's a mistake. And I'm just like, dude, you're not like Justin Bieber being like, let one less lonely nigga. He still knew that was wrong. I ever meet you, Justin Bieber. I'm taking the Pisces spot from Southwestern Ontario. Hands on site, nigga. Like, I'm sorry. I'm dead. Not you calling Justin Bieber nigga. It's so funny when I call white people nigga. I don't know why. I mean, especially white men, though. Like, hey, nigga. Because they want to be a nigga so badly. And they want to say it back. And we're literally, like, we're literally putting, like, me in front of their face, basically. That man has a whole video lip syncing as Drake. Don't tell me he wouldn't be pleased to hear that. I just, I had to get up. I had to move the energy because I'm just, like, I could be messy. I could drop names here, but I won't do it. Okay, well, there's still much opportunity to be messy because if you say any names, I can bleep them out. <laughs> yeah, we, it's been fun. Yeah, who can we trash at Western that's white, mediocre, or white, racist? I will, like, okay, do you want to hear something really funny? Some white alt-leftist has a cab tattooed on their body. Uh, made the BLM a white person. A white person had, but they only uh, do that because of Stonewall. But yes. they don't. They don't do that because because of like because <laughs> of POCs. They do that because of Stonewall. But that's this, which like valid. Jeffrey Star threw the first brick at Stonewall. Stonewall, <laughs> which is valid. Stonewall sucks, but like they don't. They're not really inclusive when they say a cab. Um, so obviously, if you guys haven't seen it and you're like still involved with the Western community, Ooh. they there was some controversy. And Amal, if you want to explain the situation and kind of your thoughts on it, yes. Um, so um, I'm gonna be particularly incendiary uh, with my language here. Um, people got their panties, particularly Muslim Islamic people. Because I really like the way one of 
And you remember that. You remember that. But Muslim girl, you remember that meme? Do you remember that meme? And it's like, girl, we going to Islam. That's exactly the one. That's exactly the one. Is that the one? That's the one. Muslims run black Twitter and black TikTok. I swear to God. The right. Somali Muslim hijabi girls. They're running it. They're so funny. On this matter, do you remember the girl who's just like, can I be, if I'm an extremely good hijabi, can I be a lesbian in, in heaven? And people were like, no, haram. And then they're just like, well, I don't want to go to heaven. And I was just like, and like, obviously, I don't know where she went and stuff. But like, queer hijabis exist. And the whole issue was Western put up a poster that displayed two queer hijabis kissing. Um, and they all got their panties in a twist. I love double entendres. I love innuendos. And I love inciting people who are homophobic. Um, and uh, essentially, in a very ironic twist of events, but um, there's one, a huge amount of homophobic comments um, from uh, what was really devastating peers, people in the community who are educated, who could have, like, not done that whole shabakal, shabakal's shebang plus debacle. Um, and then they like, you know, turn off the comments. And then Western on the day of international, um, against international homophobia and biphobia and transphobia, removed the post because of homophobic comments. It, it just writes itself at a certain point. But yeah, that's just nuts. Like the fucking the petition. That's nuts. Yeah, because it's just like I I don't want to center these people more than they already are centered. But it was really really evident that like queer people of color, queer BIPOC, um, particularly queer Muslims, uh, do not have a community aside from maybe themselves. You know, right. um, which is because it's just like. You know, like I, I made some very big ranty posts because I was just like, okay, I'm actually just glad to see this out in the open because it's just like, I have, like, I have one friend from like high school who's part of the Muslim community that still associates with me, you know, past that point, people have really faded out as I've stepped into myself, mm -hmm. you know, some for other reasons, like there's different friendships and different things that weren't compatible but at the same time like the alienation the isolation the constant level of um narratives that are just like not only is a heterosexual woman's sexuality sinful outside of the context of marriage because that's how it sounds and i think that there's a real power to naming how things can be construed because like obviously I'm not an imam or a priest or anything right it's just lived experience that many Muslim Christian Jewish anybody raised in any sort of religious context where virginity is prized yeah um and like the heteronormative be a good girl till marriage like don't talk to boys but then like where are grandchildren thing which is really ubiquitous in the black community as well, um, is it, it, it facilitates some really dark stuff. It really does. And it, I think it perpetuates rape culture, honestly. Like, it's just like, 
There's no shame in a body. There's no shame in sexuality. If God made us this way, you know, like the best thing that we can do is embrace our humanity. There's a great beauty in not only our bodies, but the way that we interact with our bodies and the, the power of them past, because it's not about giving birth. It's, it's about, and it's not about love per se. It, it's just about like that poetry of life, right? Like those emotions, right? Like that's what makes us human. And when you repress emotions and you repress sexuality, you ask people to suffocate themselves and a very, very essential part of themselves. And that is like the opposite of community is addiction and alienation and ultimately like harm, like it's violent, right? Erasure is violent. Um, and like, I, I grieve for all of the ancestors living or past that didn't get to be themselves, didn't get to have agency, didn't get to have autonomy didn't get to have the freedom to leave relationships or start ones that they wanted to because at the end of the day it's just like like there's a lot of people in the queer muslim community that i've known over the good course of time who are really about that coming out is like a western concept but it's just like what if you just never come out in your entire life but then you fall in love like what are you gonna do yeah yeah are you just going to subject yourself to um, not having one of the greatest rights and pleasures of being someone's companion throughout your life because it's public, it, it's, it's morally, like, wrong? Like, how is love morally wrong? Yeah. Um, and, like, my heart grieves a lot for people who are unable, and there's obviously a real connotation of within the Black community, within the Muslim community, with any um purity culture based thing um of it not being safe for people to come out you know and I just pray I guess in general like for um people to be their liberated selves to be able to love freely yeah I was gonna ask like faith is faith right but there's also the community that comes with it and so when you don't have access to the community how does that affect your ability to still feel connected to your faith if you if you so choose to do so if you are a queer person navigating that i think that there needs to be a lot of work done because um there is a great sin in like literally stopping people from like their birthright in like worshiping god in the way that they want to and if your community ostracizes you and makes you feel unsafe that's a great injustice and like there is a certain level of like work there's like a, sh a shit ton of work that needs to be done you know like there's a shit ton of work that needs to be done because like faith is difficult without community right like you can practice on your own but like particularly you know with mass or juma or sabbath or um, any other kind of gathering, right? And the essential tenets of those faiths, they're community meals, they're community organizations. And if you can't necessarily do that because you do not feel welcome, right? Like that's on your community. That's not on you 
right? Like that's not your fault. And like, I feel a great deal of shame um, on behalf of the people who are gatekeeping a religion or any religion on the basis of the way that people like God made people. It's so true. Like the whole tenet that you build this religion on is the fact that, you know, God will judge us. Like it's not up to you. Right. And so it's just interesting to see how people exclude groups, but it's just, it's so antithetical to the teachings of the religion that you're following. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say even for myself, like, I also had to be in community with white women when I was really religious and going to Christian church. And of course, like a low Pentecostal like Christian churches are not as cultural. So a lot of times if it's quote unquote diverse churches, quote unquote mixed churches, it's mostly majority white. And like being in that group, subscribing to their faith. And I feel like even at a time where I was checking all the marks other than being white, maybe middle class, like I still couldn't confine those communities. They weren't good allies. However, like off of the base of everything else other than my blackness, I was like, well, I have to push, I have to push, I have to push. Um, and I find that like I knew that that same thing like that I was going through, they weren't going through with me. Like race was never going to hinder them from feeling like they had an ally in me. And that's like the same way I think as you're describing like with the queer community as well. And also on the topic of even like God hating you because of like things that are natural, it's so funny because the other day I literally was thinking about this <laughs> um, because I was thinking about how like the church makes you so ashamed of your like sexuality, even as a, you talk about like female sexuality as well, like specifically like even just like hetero women. And I was like, it's so silly that you feel so much shame about it for so long because being horny and being hungry is like the most normal thing like a human can be like literally like out of everything it can be mm-hmm. i was like be hungry and horny is like the base level like things so it was just so funny how like there's so much humor on those two things mm-hmm. thank you so much for being on them all it was a pleasure to chat with you and you gave us like a really like i feel like i needed a conversation like this like i have not been using my brain bitch like so thank you. No worries. It was a pleasure to be on the podcast. Yes, this episode was a mixed bag of things, but it was a really good mixed bag. This this is probably the closest that episode that we've had. That's like something that would be on season one, I think. Yeah. But if you guys like this episode, just so much more to come. Episodes are only getting better. Retweet is only getting better. So please, please follow us on Instagram. We get super interactive on there. And, you know, follow us on our personals, too, if you want to see with up. And subscribe to Retweet on Spotify, Apple Music. You know, our SoundCloud days are over, but that's okay. Yeah, sorry, guys, but I can't afford it anymore. Yeah, we both can't afford it anymore. And leave a review on all platforms and those five stars. Thank you, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.